seemingly suspended head down directly above me. There is no up or down in zero-g, of course. From Corporal Goebel's vantage point, I was the one hanging upside down. Three minutes. Damn, but that A.I.'s voice sounded sexy. Two hundred kilometers. The seconds trickled away as we continued waiting in ranks. Two hundred kilometers to the target was a long way, too far for us to see the objective yet. But it was out there, probably well above the gleaming curve of the earth. Then I noticed a bright star directly ahead, and queried my in-head. Was that the objective? The platoon AI responded by putting a red box around the star, together with a fast-dwindling set of numerals just to one side. Approaching in a lower, higher-speed orbit, we were closing with the target at just over two kilometers per second. According to the op plan, the shotgun would fire when we were ten kilometers from our objective. Okay, Marines, Lieutenant Singer said. Listen up. We do this by the book, and we'll come through this alive. Well, most of us, I thought. Maybe. If we were very, very lucky. Remember to steer for the rock end of the facility, Singer went on. The donut will navigate itself to the main control hab, and that's where we'll make the breach. We don't know what kind of defenses the tangos might have in there, so stay sharp and keep an eye on your CT2 displays. Got it? Hoorah! A number of the Marines chorused back, their centuries-old battle cry. I wondered how the CT2W would sort new fear from what was there already. Oh, I knew how it worked in theory. The Cognitive Technology Threat Warning System has been around in one form or another since the early 21st century. It picks up P300 brainwaves, which are linked to stimulus evaluation and categorization. Back in the 2020s, this was handled by a smart helmet equipped with scalp sensors. For the last century or so, though, It's been a program running within a soldier's cerebral implants. The idea is that we can detect a threat subconsciously, well before it actually manifests as a bad guy with a weapon. It sounds wild, using brain waves to detect subconsciously perceived threats, but tests show Marines pick up about 47% of hidden threats with just their eyes or standard optics, compared with 90-plus percent, when they're running a CT-2WS. Two minutes. Weapons check, Staff Sergeant Thomason called. Lock and load. I looked at my own weapon, a Mark 30 Sunbeam Sony carbine, packing a half-megajoule pulse in a mass of just four kilos. My sidearm was the usual Browning 5, a stubby mag-accelerator handgun, that could hurl a five-millimeter bit of steel-jacketed depleted uranium at a thousand meters per second. Both weapons were charged, hot-linked to my in-head, and safed. There's an old myth that says Navy hospital corpsmen don't go into combat armed. That might have been true once, back when the Geneva Convention dictated the rules for civilized warfare. Unfortunately, any non-human bad guys we happen to run into weren't going to be signatories of those documents. And that was definitely true of the human hijackers we were facing now. Hey, Gunny, Sergeant Wasnowiak called. Any intel yet on how many tangos are waiting for us in there? 
Negative on that, Waz, Hancock replied. When I know, you'll know. Come silence, Singer warned. Stay the hell off the TC. Shit. The tactical channel was shielded and short-ranged. There was no way the bad guys could be listening in. Singer was an asshole. Worse, a wannabe asshole, fresh out of the Naval Academy. One minute. We're getting a warn-off from Zeta Station, Thomason said. They've seen us. There was a lot of traffic in low Earth orbit. The idea had been to slip in close like an innocent cargo tug. Unfortunately, that deception couldn't provide us with cover indefinitely. The station's radar would have been tracking us for long minutes already, and collision avoidance alarms might be going off over there already. Twenty seconds, Thomason added, dropping the backrests. Those rigid boards behind...